0: Welcome back to The Hop with Gabe and Steven. Thank you guys for joining us on this wonderful Thirsty Thursday. It's been a while, but we have returned. We got a dope new brewery, two awesome beers, two awesome bros. It's going to be a good time.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into The Hop. Yeah, we have... uh, It does feel like it's been a very long time since we did this. It's been no longer than the last time. Um, Correct. but, But... here we are for our last episode in May. And this week, it's time for us to get a little funky. And that does not mean we're drinking sour beer. It means we're going to Funky Town Brewery in Chicago, Illinois. Young, up and coming brewery yeah. uh, that Gabe visited or just got their beers, one or the other. Just got their beers. Okay, okay.
0: Also, uh, it's last week in April, not May. Figure it out, Stephen. Can I say May? I Listen, we both have a <laughs> lot going on. Steven's doing his thing. We I'm doing my thing. We haven't
1: started the drinking
0: process yet. I know. It's gonna, it can only go up from here.
1: Yeah, uh, but Funky Town Brewery out of Chicago, and uh, we're excited about it because we are aware as a show that there is a marked lack of the middle of the country. It's just hard for us to get there. It's hard for us to get their beer, but- we got it, and we got two awesome beers brewery with a lot of, like, 90s hip-hop culture yeah. going on. It's, like, fun yeah. and and funky and cool. So uh, excited to get into it. I recently it.
0: went to Chicago. Shout-out to my buddy Troy for hosting me. Uh, great city, great vibe, great fun. I believe it's kind of like the city vibe of New York with the suburb life of x y and z i just feel like it's very it's kind of both mashed together so it was kind of a fun time and so i had a great time uh going there and that's where i got these beers so chicago
1: yeah so it's going to be a good one we have so much to do today we have plenty of news and notes we got uh, the regulars we got two beers we got the can arts and crafts we got all the things but before we do any of that we're not going to be here next week so it's time for our annual Shot of tequila in honor of Cinco de Mayo. So we're doing that first. Everybody, thanks, Little John, and hit it, boys. All right. So
0: I got Casamigos. What do you have?
1: I got Espalone Reposado, which might be one of the first Reposado tequilas we've done on the show. I don't recall exactly. It's been a couple of years. Um, But yeah, I'm doing a shot of that. You're doing a shot of that.
0: All of my shot glasses are packed away, so I got to drink out of this shitty plastic cup. I don't want to hear. Oh, I already broke it. I don't want to hear any judgment from anyone. So here we go. And my shot glass is from Dave and Buster's. It just
1: seemed appropriate. Nice. Happy Cinco de Mayo, sort of. Happy up and coming Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. That's tequila.
0: I recently went to a queso bar in the city. You heard that right. Queso bar nice they specialize in specialize in it and i had a mezcal rita which was a margarita mm. made with mezcal that smokiness yeah so good
1: love it uh yeah cinco is one of my favorite holidays that isn't even a real holiday and um it's just an excuse to drink fun things i, li- I and- literally
0: cracked this stupid plastic cup why do people make these
1: Okay, uh anyway, back to beer things. The hop Woo! is, uh, you can follow us on social media if you're not doing that already. You should. We're at the H-O Podcast. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Send us a DM if you like. Uh, if you have requests or suggestions or feedback, you can email us, thehopod at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube. The only thing more fun than listening to us take a shot is watching us take a shot, and you can do that. On YouTube, just search for the Hoppa Craft Beer Podcast. And once you find it, you can subscribe and click the bell and get notified and all the fun things. You can also follow our personals if you're interested. Gabe is at gaberade 67 I am at Shakespeareist. And we're on Facebook, too. You can find us there. It's nobody we're on who. all the
0: socials. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah. Just find us. And as always, let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know at what breweries to repeat let us know if you are in the process of moving share some (laughs) horror stories because i've got some steven's got some we'll just all cry together yeah uh
1: yeah (laughs) we have some together um
0: that's that's what i mean
1: anyway should we talk some beer news
0: might as well beer news (laughs)
1: Okay, in the highlights world, there are a lot of beer releases in support of Ukraine coming out. We did talk about that this was happening, but this is an effort led by Pravda Brewing, which is out of Ukraine. So, some that we have seen recently Sato Brewpub in Buffalo, Goodwood Brewing in Louisville, Kentucky, Round Trip Brewing in Atlanta, and Boston Beer Co. are uh, just some of the breweries that have gotten involved and have announced beers to uh, support. You know, one of those collab beers where the Funds raised go towards organizations that support Ukrainian relief. So, uh, If you see the beers, buy them. Buy it if you see it. Three's Brewing is opening a new tap room in a train station. Just fun. I just wanted to throw that out.
0: Choo-choo, am I right?
1: <laughs> if you chug your way into <laughs> Philly, you'll be able to <laughs> stop at Three's Brew- Uh Reyes Beer Division is being sued. Always fun. Uh-oh. That's an antitrust case. A federal court is determining whether they have a monopoly in California. Reyes Beer Division, they are huge in California beer distribution. They're busy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And just in time for Earth Day, Bud Light Next was certified as a carbon neutral beer. So it's also a hop certified shitty beer, but it's also carbon neutral. So, you know.
0: Bud Light, what will they make next? Wink. I see what you did there. Ah.
1: Okay. Um... I was gonna play the funeral music for this, but it seems insensitive. But we no, no, nah, yeah, not for <laughs> this. No, <laughs> we have a bunch of layoffs to talk about. Um, first of all, founders, founders brewing is refocusing their energy back towards on-premise sales as part of their restrategy in a post-COVID landscape and other things they've been dealing with. So uh, basically, there was an internal restructuring. Eight people lost their jobs. That sucks you never like to see it in the beer world um but this is what happens in a post-covid landscape so um that's eight people it's relatively uh small in terms of what layoffs could be at a company like founders but nonetheless that's eight people out of work mostly uh sales positions i believe and then in the bells brewery new belgium merger so Obviously, this was a big deal that happened last year. Bell's Brewery was purchased by Kieran Lion, Little World, whatever their name is, the company that owns New Belgium. So Bell's and New Belgium are sort of merging. And it was unclear what the repercussions of that would be. We did see some layoffs happen last week as this sort of integration um, is sort of picking up seams. So the company's press release noted that the layoffs affected less than 3% of the overall workforce between the two breweries. So, less than 3%, but it is about 30 people, give or take, that are out of work. Ouch. Yeah. Again, it's mostly members of the sales team, and it's basically overlapping territories. You know, these people from Bells, these people from New Belgium covered the same areas, so they just weren't needed. They were offered severance packages and invited to apply for new roles. That's good, at least. Yes. Um but we knew there would be reshuffling and this is something to watch because this is a big merger between two very big players in the beer scene. So hopefully no more to come, but we will keep an eye out and let you know if anybody else loses their job. That's what we're here for.
0: Well, snowballing off of that, BrewDog is closing their tap room in Indianapolis. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Sorry, but... That's good. That's good right there. That's some high quality it's, content right there.
1: <laughs> they don't get the funeral cuz they're Brewdog. I mean, I know there are some like low level Indianapolis beer employees that are out of work. But fucky Brewdog.
0: So. But like also, oh well. Yeah, but yeah. here's here's the the lighter side. Brewdog has about 7 other bars currently operating in the US. So, they'll be fine. Uh they've got some options in the UK, internationally. Uh, more than 10 listed as quote-unquote coming soon, uh, but, you know, things happen, things close. Uh, the company says they are, quote, doing everything possible to ensure a smooth and fair transition for the indie-based team members, including offering full-time jobs at other locations and relocation stipends. So another good for them. Sucks you lost your job. Maybe you can get a better one. Maybe you can sell beers at the beach. Bring some sunscreen.
1: BrewDog is everywhere. They have bars all over Ohio. They've got one in Pennsylvania, I think. They've got, obviously, a bunch in the UK and Scotland and things like that.
0: BrewDog needs to chill.
1: BrewDog's fine in terms of their overall business. But I don't know. It's just worth noting that their Indianapolis taproom is closing because the company has been under a lot of hot
0: water for a lot of good reasons lately. Well, exactly. Everything's been, you know, they've been up and down and up and down, mostly down. Um, Gabe, do you like irony? I love irony. So, I, I eat it for breakfast.
1: At Stone Brewing, we've been talking a lot about how they sued Molson Coors because Molson Coors has the Keystone Light thing, and they wanted a the trademark injunction against them. They ended up winning that. So Stone is like involved in this trademark battle. And then they got sued by another company, Sycamore Brewing, for the same shit. So...
0: Sycamore Brewing from way downtown.
1: Sycamore Brewing coming in from the other side. Sycamore Brewing out of Charlotte, North Carolina. They filed a trademark infringement lawsuit against Stone Brewing. On April 6th, they said that Stone, using the tagline, keep it juicy on their hazy IPA, violated a trademark because Sycamore registered that phrase, keep it juicy, with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in uh, 2021.
0: That's some high-level shit right there. Oh, yeah. You, you can't can imagine... use the words, keep it juicy together without getting sued? My God.
1: You can imagine the good times to be had at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the wild, raucous work parties and everything else going hey, Are you on.
0: working on the keep it juicy case? <laughs> yeah, just wrap that.
1: Uh, yeah, Sycamore uses this on their juiciness IPA, and a federal judge did issue a nationwide injunction for now. The case is going to go to court, so Stone Brewing... That, listen pot this is kettle and y'all, be, y'all or, better
0: pay that lawyer some overtime
1: or glass houses but maybe that's a more apt analogy but stone brewing is in a glass house of trademark infringement and they threw a stone at Molson Coors and
0: they threw, a stone, they threw a boulder at this point
1: yeah Um. I don't know We'll we'll keep an eye on it I'm not sure it means anything maybe you just won't see the phrase keep it juicy on stone brewing beers anymore
0: but um damn it yeah
1: go get yours sycamore i
0: guess the brewers association has a new award out it's called the mentor of the year award pumped Mm -hmm. sounds dope we need more mentors in the world let alone the beer world Last week, they unveiled the inaugural recipients. The goal of the mentorship program is to, quote, increase the diversity of the workforce, leadership, and ownership of small and independent breweries by providing structured mentoring and advocacy to those experiencing barriers to access or advancement in the industry. The winners are Annette May and Raymond Tameo. May is a founding faculty member. Yeah. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Clap it up! Uh, May is a founding faculty member of the Schoolcraft College Brewing and Distil- Distillation Technology Program, and the first woman to become a certified cicerone. Cicerone, that sounds nice. I feel like I want like a, a sash, a golden sash to say cicerone. I uh, that's yeah. cool. Uh, And Tomeo is a brewing manager for Magnolia Brewing Co. in San Fran. They'll be honored at this year's Craft Brewers Conference in Minneapolis. Congrats. Good for you. Mentor of the Year Award. Look out for it. Uh, It's new, Brewers Association. And hopefully in a year from now, we can uh, name off some new winners. People helping people. It's powerful stuff.
1: Uh, All right. It's time to drink some beer, Gabe hit
0: us with that toasty toast so I couldn't find much just gonna be honest this brewery has a very 90s hip hop focus so I went in that direction so I got a couple lyrical quotes from some awesome hip hop artists Tupac no matter how how hard it gets stick your chest out keep your head up and handle it That one hit my soul today because of the day I had. Notorious B.I.G. Sky is the limit and you know that you keep on, just keep on pressing on. Sky is the limit and you know that you can have what you want. Be what you want. And last but not least, Nas. If the truth is told, the youth can grow. Then learn to survive until they gain control. Nobody says you have to be gangsters, hoes. Read more, learn more, change the globe. Nice. hose. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, but no, I, it, you know, like I said, the brewery has like a very 90s hip hop theme to it. I yeah. felt it was right. I, you know, had 18,000 other quotes. I, I said, let me narrow it down <laughs> to three good ones. And here we are. And now... We're ready to drink some funky tea.
1: Are kicking things off with their flagship. It is the Hip Hops and R and Brew. The name is a mouthful, but that's what it is. It's an American Pale Ale. It clocks in at 5.5% ABV. IBUs, we have it clocked at 29. Beer Advocate has not rated it. Untapped 3.90. So it's a pale ale brewed with Citra and Mosaic Hops. Classic. And, as I mentioned, it is their flagship brew. It's one of the first ones that came out. It's Denny's favorite. We don't know who Denny is.
0: Denny, my man.
1: (laughs) uh, Yeah, this one is, as the brewery says, it's the, well, from the can, it says, the beer is the one that started Funky Town. It is reminiscent of an artist's first album. We've spent years developing this style, flavor, aroma, and mouthfeel. We wanted to make a beer that allows people to expand their palate, not turn it off. Enjoy on Repeat. So expect something crushable. Expect expect something hoppy, but not too hoppy. Expect uh, those basic things: classic, crowd pleasing, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it sounds awesome. Looks awesome. I'm sure it's going to be great. And this is what it looks like in the glass for you, YouTubers. Uh, very see through. Very. Yep. Uh, light in the glass, about that, you know, light, 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 light orange. Uh, SRM chart, probably five ish? Yeah, I six-ish? was going to say five.
1: Yeah, um, it's not hazy at all. It's, uh, like you said, very clear. It's a little darker than like a Pilsner color. It is um, golden, I would say. It poured with what I would call a very thick and sudsy head. Uh, so eggshell. Um, that dissipated quite quickly, but it left a, a little subtle ring on there. And then, lacing wise, not much. I mean, it's pretty clean sitting in the glass here.
0: I'm pumped to drink this just because one, it's the flagship, but two, you know, doing the research about it and looking things up. I did read a note. I'm not sure if this was from the brewery or it might have been from. Like untapped or something, but I did read smooth and mellow with notes of citrus, orange, fresh strawberry, and lychee. And I will say, just taking one sniff, it does sound, it does smell kind of fruity and berry-like. And I think I am getting a little bit of strawberry, just a hint of it.
1: Yeah, I would say on the nose that tropical f- uh, hop thing is the predominant thing. Definitely, I-, I see where the berry comes in, some strawberry mango for sure you know mm-hmm. mango nectar um it's definitely on the tropical side it's less pithy i don't get as much like grapefruit as i do mango papaya um you know that kind of world maybe even a little pineapple but it's
0: i was just gonna say that maybe a little pineapple
1: yeah um tangerine those kinds of things that's the predominant thing because it's a pale ale it's a little bit more muted you don't get a lot of dankness on the on the nose to me um it's got a subtle subtle malt quality behind it that i would say is like hay or honey maybe like it's not um
0: yeah it does kind of smell a little hoppy though not a lot but i i you can tell that the hops are at least there
1: yeah i mean yes but they present in the form of citrus more or less yeah uh, i think um But it smell, I mean, just on the nose, it does smell more towards the IPA category. I just, my experience with pale ales as opposed to IPAs is that they tend to have a more hop forward nose and then you taste it and it's like a little bit more subtle than what you were expecting.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's what we're going to experience. So let's do it. Let's,
1: no time like the present. Here we go. Funky town. Let's get at it.
0: gotta move on dun 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 (laughs) well you hit that right on the head that's pretty accurate what you just said about the taste versus the smell
1: yeah it's dry in the mouth um the flavors are there it's just and and this is not a knock on the beer this is actually to its credit because That's what a pale ale, that's what differentiates a pale ale from an IPA is that the flavor is a little bit more malty, a little bit more honey, a little bit sweeter, a little bit less hop bomb. So does this have resinous qualities? Yeah, it does. Um, It's got that tropical thing. It's got the mango and papaya sweetness up front. It definitely has a little bit of bite in the back end when you swallow it, but in the mouth i would say it's sort of a medium mouth feel it's very drinkable and the bite is subtle it's just it's drier than you would expect from like an ipa there's nothing sticky about this there's nothing like super dank about it it's like a nice you know experience of flavor and then it just fades away and leaves your mouth clean ready for more you know
0: uh i don't know maybe it's Maybe it was the shot of tequila, but I, yeah, I would agree with that up until a point. I feel as though I'm really not getting a lot of flavor off the taste. It is very muted versus the smell to me, but the malt presence to me is a little bit stronger than I thought it would be, and I have an appreciation for that. It's just a really nice backbone.
1: Yeah, it's... um. There's a a sweetness there that maybe is like honey or agave. There's like that that straw hay earthiness to it. Yeah. I think that the hops that they use, the citron mosaic hops, tend to make us think of a juicy IPA, and this is like not that at all. in the world of IPA that this is which it's a, it's a pale ale but if we were to put this in a world of IPA it would be west coast because it's more bite than citrus in the mouth. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not it doesn't have any sort of juicy quality to it. It doesn't no. have that hazy New England style vibe to it. Um it's very easy to drink. Yeah. Jinkies.
1: Yeah, and and I mean that's kind of my point is that it doesn't have the juice. There's nothing juicy about it. But I think the reason it kind of tricks our brain a little bit is because we're so used to juicy with these this particular hop combination. When it comes to Citra and Mosaic or Simcoe, we go juicy, we go hazy. That's what we think of. So when you have them in a context like this where they are, it's filtered and that um, super sweet sort of sticky citrus quality is mm. not there, it's different. In in a good way. I think this is a really solid American pale ale,
0: and for a can flagship, you name can you name all of the nicknames of Chicago without looking at the can?
1: Oh, Windy City. um
0: There's second, four. That's one.
1: Is it a Second Chance a thing? Second, second city. Or, second city. Second That's city. That's two. Um, Windy City. Second city. I-, I wouldn't know the other ones. Chi-Town. Oh, Chi-Town. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this
0: one I didn't know, The
1: Crib. Is that an actual official name of Chicago, or is that just what these people call it? I don't don't know. It's on the can. (laughs) I feel like they would know being from there. So Yeah. So, Funky Town Brewery, you know, we love doing episodes for breweries like this because, like, we start the research, and you go, oh, they don't have a website. All right, got it. Like, (laughs) yeah, automatically... You're like, oh boy, okay,
0: we're gonna have to dig and um, All right, find that article, find this article, just look yeah, around. But yeah.
1: they're they're very young and they're they're up and coming. And so that's the kind of brewery that we get excited about because it's like I I will I don't know you or your life, dear listener, but I would be shocked if you've heard of Funky Town Brewery. Unless you like saw the title on Apple and you were like Oh, oh Funky Town. Oh funky town. But uh, outside of that. Or if you I, live in
0: Chicago, I don't know. Yeah.
1: But they're, they're very young. They, they were kind of conceived in the fall of 2020. Uh, it's three friends, Richard Bloomfield, Zachary Day, and Gregory Williams. They came up with the idea. They had kind of wanted to start a business together. They weren't sure what to do. They went to Fresh Fest, which is a beer fest in Philadelphia that focuses on black-owned breweries. And it was there that they kind of decided... Uh, brewing was the home brewing brewing was their thing that's what they want i think
0: to i think mac brewing went to that fest
1: yes for sure Um uh, yeah. brewing and probably some of the other ones in philly that we nice because it's a philadelphia yeah um, event that happens um i think annually but they went and so in september of 2021 that's when they kind of opened the space they brew out of pilot project so this is a pilot project um it's they describe themselves as a brewery incubator, and it's kind of one of those deals we've talked about it before. With like when we had the beer racks on here, uh, we did a Connecticut brewery out of there. I think it was Armada Brewery. but it's that kind of mm-hmm. thing where like it's a it's a space with tanks and fermenters and all the things.
0: And, and breweries, nobody owns it; it's just it's used by yeah. many people.
1: Yeah, it's a communal space. I mean, someone owns it, but like these breweries contract in, and they they kind of can use the space to brew their beer so that they don't have the overhead of all those things. So and it's if you're on youtube this is this is the bar at pilot project behind me so this is not wow. funky town's actual space it's the pilot project space and there you can get uh funky town but you can also get some of the other breweries that brew there which there's a I bunch love of that
0: that gold artwork behind you i don't yeah, know what, like it looks like a fish from this angle but
1: i thought the same thing i thought like <laughs> a modicle, like something oh wow dude, related yeah but in addition to funky town they have a kombucha company there they have uh histrionic brew lab azadi brewing company the brewer's kitchen there's a bunch and there's like some so it's it's a great thing that funky town was able to join in on and that's how they got so so september 2021 i mean these people have been brewing for like what 8 months
0: yeah and hey they're crushing it they and figured the, yeah. something out yeah Um, There there was a really awesome quote by Gregory Williams that I found uh, that I just really loved. It said, when you have similar interests, you don't see color. There's no color when you're talking about beer. And I think that's awesome and really, truly amazing. You know, their their brewery mindset is to give back and to inclusionary and all of that stuff. And so to it's just like yeah i was like this is so awesome it makes so much sense for especially for this specific brewery
1: yeah um they did an interview uh and basically they said they were created to bring a black brewer perspective to the beer industry they are a black owned brewery um we should mention that in 2021 they were the second black owned brewery to open in chicago that year but they're definitely uh you know Big on on raising awareness of this issue that we talk about all the time which is that there's you know 70 black-owned breweries in america out of like nine thousand breweries total so it's a you know big disparity
0: yeah that they want to yeah. be a part I think of the changing. other i think the other brewery was moore's something
1: that they collaborate yes and they've collaborated yeah. with them um right so they uh these friends attended school together i guess they went to college together and in louisiana and um this is where they are and they say through quality beer dope labels representative messaging music and jokes funky town will introduce a fresh and creative perspective to the beer industry hashtag keep it funky and i'm not going to keep
0: doing this but i'll just do it one more time you don't have to keep doing it i'll keep doing it (laughs) But they were homebrewers, you know, the same age old story, but how do you get good at anything? You do it a thousand times, so well done, men. Now, this is awkward, but do not confuse them with Funky
1: Town Brewery in Colorado, because there is one, and that's awkward. I don't know. Listen, all these trademark lawsuits, how did this happen? Like, who? Someone get on this.
0: There, so this brewery, it's one word, Funky Town. Their brewery is two words, Funky Town. That's how they got away with it. That's they said, get rid
1: of the space. <laughs> it's like we did a brewery a couple years ago on an episode that I think it was like, I, I I think it was like a, it wasn't their own episode, but I think it was called Mother Earth. And there were two, there were literally two Mother oh, Earths. Oh,
0: yes. And it was so it was, confusing. It was like Mother Earth one word and then like mother earth two words Something. and yeah one was in like philly and another one was in like arkansas it like it was so crazy
1: because their logos looked similar too yeah so it yep. just
0: i remember that what episode uh, was that
1: it was a long it was year one it was a long time ago um oh memories but when we were podcasting babies but yeah don't confuse funky town with funky town uh Which is in Colorado, but this place, you know, they are. Their Instagram is uh, Funkytown underscore Brewery, I think that's the handle. Let me double check that, but that's the only place to find them. There's no website, Um, so find them on on Instagram. Yes,
0: Funkytown underscore Brewery.
1: Great, Um, but they're they're cool. They have a great logo. They have a great culture. They have a great vibe. I just love. Everything about the uh, the whole thing. I'm pumped to be featuring them and this um, pale They recently
0: went to the Bulls game. It seems <laughs> good for you guys. They're in the
1: playoffs. They're fans of Georgia Tech, and they have that, a honey ale out. Yeah, they're Look getting at, a lot of buzz. They're they're, they're, getting, it. Yeah. they're getting a lot of buzz right now. They're they're well doing done. really well, and it's because the beer's good. Like this is a great. This is a great beer. Yeah, this is great. This
0: this is a great starter thing. This is a good beer to start with in a flight. This is a good uh i need something that th- this this beer is rare because it's one of those you can think about it and can break it down and really give it attention or if you're just looking for something to sip on and watch a movie too you can just grab one of these and it's not that you know it's not overly complicated
1: 100 percent, this is a classic easy drinker um yeah we do need to move on to the next beer but i i just you know this I think is a great example of really good beer making. Um, they said, you know, that they've spent years developing the style and everything and it shows they have a a classic American pale ale here that is crowd pleasing and flavorful, but not too flavorful, not doing anything wacky or weird. It's just, it's very well balanced. It's very good. It does everything that a pale ale is supposed to do. And, um, I think it shows craft and uh which is you know an impressive level of craft for for such a young brewery so i i'm thrilled with it
0: this beer is the definition of do your job and steven and i really love all or nothing hard knocks those football Mm. shows and i feel like inevitably at one point during that run of the show there's always the coach that just says guys listen it's not that hard just do your job And they just keep hammering that point over and over and over again. And so that's why I think it's like, just do your job.
1: They did their job.
0: Hip hops and R and brew. Love it.
1: Yeah. Name's names a mouthful. I'm just going to say that again. All right.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm so excited for the next beer and you should know why.
1: Yeah. This is, this is, we get to do it again. We've done so many of them and we're doing another one. Black is beautiful returns to the hop. We've had Bang. it on the show. We've had we may have had, I don't know, 6 of these on the show. We've had at least
0: I know we did 4 in one episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, we did 5 in that Thanksgiving episode. I think this is number 6, honestly, it's either,
1: or 7. We've had it a bunch, but this one is the one from Funky Town. It's an Imperial Stout with blueberry and Madagascar vanilla scrum diddly umptious
0: and um um i mean i'm just gonna say it roll mama
1: (laughs) if you don't know what we're talking about uh, you if you don't know what we're talking about you haven't watched on youtube
0: you know what we're, if you don't know what we're talking about you're missing out it's your Join problem yeah so i don't really care this is their black is beautiful uh just reading the description of it obviously love the any beer with any sort of blueberry i'm your man go man go uh the description from the brewery says aromas of caramel and blueberry on the front with a balanced smooth vanilla and roast flavor on the back end hell yes we are very excited for this it's new it's different it's interesting this is their take on it so let's get into it let's see what we got
1: now it's 7.1 abv Ooh. we're gonna table those thoughts uh it's <laughs> it's the ibus don't matter it's a stout uh beer advocate has it at, uh, has not rated it untapped has it at 3.87 srm chart it's a 40 she's jet black so boom, yeah. I uh, here's the thing. It's Ugh. the the Brewers Association classifies an American style imperial stout.
0: Here we go
1: as being between seven percent and twelve percent ABV. So I'm not saying this is not an imperial stout. It's seven point one, but
0: we're close. We're close. So like, we're on the edge. So like we're on the edge of glory. So like it's technically. It is one, right?
1: Yes, technically Kinda. it is one. I just It's just in my head, when I hear Imperial Stout, I have an expectation, and 7.1% ain't it. To me, if I hear Imperial Stout, it's got to be up of 8, you know?
0: Yeah, my that's, brain. I, Yeah, I get that. I do understand that completely. Maybe this will blow your mind. Who the hell knows?
1: Yes, but, but I bring it up just to say... That when you hear Imperial Stout, you think, "Oh, that's gonna be boozy. I'm gonna be sitting up." It's seven point one percent. Relax. It's fine. It's fine. It's a beer. We'll be fine. We're gonna be. What,
0: what's hilarious is I know there are people out there that think, "Wow, seven point one. That's really strong." And you and I are like, Psh, "That's it. Seven
1: point one. Why don't we just drink water?" Am I right? I drink that shit in my sleep. You know <laughs> what I'm saying. But the flavors I'm very excited about. We've had imperial, we've had black as beautifuls that have been aged in barrels. We've had black as beautifuls with all kinds of things added to them. We've had black as beautifuls that are just straight stouts. And so this one, uh, I'm I'm excited for, and it's experimental, and it's it's again this is a very young brewery, and this is something that's kind of crazy for a young brewery. So I'm I'm excited about it.
0: They they took the leap. Take one smell of this and tell me that this doesn't remind you of the blueberry french toast ale from licking hole licking hole our favorite episode of all time yeah oh, it, yeah. it, it, it does i mean doesn't it's got- it really it smells like that though it's it's roasted it's toasted it's stout but there's blueberry like it smells so unbelievable
1: yeah um it's got all of the roasted malt quality it's got the 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 darkness it's got the bitter it's got the toffee it's got the coffee but there is a nice sweetness the vanilla is barely detectable on the nose um which is, makes sense it's a very subtle flavor but the blueberry comes through for sure i mean that's that's a very pronounced uh aroma typically with blueberry not as pronounced flavor it tends to be more subtle in the mouth but on the nose The blueberry is there front and center, along with that caramel and that, you know, kind of more traditional coffee stout world that we're used to.
0: I want to say nutmeg. I also kind of want to say marshmallow. I don't know why. This is reminding me of a a good old fashioned s'mores off at the ye old campfire. I don't know. It just smells in that world. And I'm I'm here for it. It smells awesome. Uh, yeah but it's the yeah, vanilla I, mean, I think blueberry and any sort of beer sign me up if it's blue great if it's not whatever i've had blue beers i've had non-blue beers that with blueberry and i have yet to, i i think i have yet to be disappointed
1: it's got i just not to pass over this it also poured with a good bit of um tan head with decent retention but it has receded into nothing and like Lacing-wise, it's hard to tell. I, I feel like it's not as much lacing
0: yeah, I don't as think I there's would much. expect. From a, and I, I don't know about your... I, I'm drinking out of just like a classic beer mug, but for me, the, the tan head was really not there that much. I mean, it showed up toward the end when it was like finishing pouring, but I mean, it went away really quickly, which is yeah. fine. No big deal. No points off, Funky Town. No, bu-
1: yeah, no, it's fine. It's
0: just worth it noting
1: uh i do want to mention before we drink it that um black is beautiful uh every version of black is beautiful is there to raise money for a cause and this particular version the proceeds of this beer benefit gray matter which is a uh company that the gray matter experience quote introduces underserved high school students to resources, professionals and entrepreneurs encouraging students to explore business creation across industries with the goal of helping them bring value to their communities. So this, you know, is part of the global effort started by weathered souls brewing company. If you're unfamiliar with black is beautiful to, uh, basically support justice and equality for people of color, particularly in the brewing industry, but really, um, in across all industries and um it was you know a very big deal in 2020 but it's it's great like black is beautiful you know the fact that we can still get it is uh, and
0: it's still going in that way is is awesome wait a second wasn't gray matter the name of that organization in breaking bad spoiler alert yeah it may have been yeah nice yeah <laughs> there's no connection i don't know if it's that's just, related it's not that's just where my brain went but just, the organization just that they're donating to is great uh so yeah i've smelled all i can smell so without further ado we're gonna drink it here we go yep yep this this'll that'll do pig that will do <laughs> wow
1: i feel like i was right in that the blueberry is subtle. It's there, but it's subtle. It's a subtle flavor. More predominantly on this, I get the roasted malt quality. I get the caramel. The vanilla, I mean, I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's doing something, but I don't get a whole lot of vanilla off this. It's ve- Whatever's happening with it is very subtle and uh, probably contributes to that sort of graham cracker quality, that sort of sweetness, that sort of blueberry crumb cake thing that, you know, you can kind of detect a little bit of but in terms of detecting vanilla as a flavor itself, I don't, but I get a lot of roasted coffee, I get a lot of, you know, some espresso, a good bitterness in terms of like roasted malt bitterness, some chocolate, some of those kinds of flavors, you know, dessert flavors. I think that the carbonation is pretty moderate to light it's kind of slick in the mouth or um rich in the mouth um but i don't detect any booze on this which that's the thing with an imperial stout sometimes you can i would love to see a version of this aged in a barrel because um i would love to see a version of anything aged in a barrel but this would do very well (laughs)
0: formation point. That's what we do here. Um, <laughs> I just but, feel like the phrase, put it in a barrel, I immediately think of someone shooting a three-pointer, so that's why I brought Mike into this. Mm,
1: yes, it's perfect.
0: Continue uh, your final uh, thoughts.
1: My, and then uh, just the back end, you know, comparison to the pale ale, for no reason. They don't need to be compared, but the, com- the back end of that was like super clean. This one is not. This one leaves a lingering like, oh, I just drank some coffee, or oh, I just ate a chocolate chip cookie or something there's a lingering sweetness and a lingering uh roasted quality in your mouth that sticks around for a bit i agree i
0: am getting blueberry muffin i'm getting blueberry crumb cake i'm getting blueberry coffee i'm getting blueberry espresso i'm getting regular coffee i'm getting chocolate i'm getting i'm not getting uh, okay i'm getting chocolate i'm also getting like fudge it's not thick it's a very i i would say it's a pretty it's you know it's just a normal beer liquid you know it's not like it's like a you know a dessert beer or something really thick that's like whoa that's creamy it's not like that but i am getting fudge in a way which (laughs) (laughs) don't gotta tell me twice (laughs) um but i am getting a lot of that rich character to it a lot with a, a lot with the fruity flavors of it uh especially the berry i i think i am getting a little bit of the vanilla just a little bit i think it it kind of reminds me of like a cinnamon roll in a way but i i mean big fan i will agree i don't think it really tastes boozy the back end is very (sighs) How do you say this? It it just lingers. Like what you said, it just lingers. The pale ale, you know, it's clean. It goes down. That's it. But this will stick around for a while. Remind you of who you are, where you're at in life. Uh, Big fan. Love me some berries in a stout. They go really well together. Can I pair this with a dessert? Sure. I don't think it's necessary, needed, or... Uh, you know, I don't think either the beer or the dessert is going to miss out if you don't pair them together. But if you want to have yourself a night, go for it.
1: Yeah, but I think that a good way of putting it is that this is not a dessert beer. No. It is a beer first, and the flavors are there, but they are subtle enough that you can drink this, and it's not overwhelming on your palate. It's not one of those situations. You know, we've had some, some crazy flavorful imperial stouts that are like full of, I mean the the ones from Burlington Beer Company come to mind where it's just like a lot of things going on and it's Ooh. rich and it's it's an event. It's fun for sure. But this is more um, of, a, of a more drinkable beer and it's not going to like...
0: You won't distract. need a day to recover pretty much. Yeah,
1: it's not going to like end your night. You know what I mean? You can hold a conversation and drink this beer at the same time.
0: Well... Mm. we'll see
1: but i but i will say again funky town my people love you guys thank you for being on the show you had no choice we just bought your beer but (laughs) uh but wow we could take this abv up i'm just saying if you wanted to if you wanted to do a version
0: this would be great in a barrel
1: if you wanted to do a version that was like a sweet 10 percent, i wouldn't say no that's just me i am just steven from the hop but i'm just throwing that out there
0: it, this this it would, would be up. good in a bourbon barrel, or Ugh. I would I would also argue specific. It would have to be specific, but also a rum barrel I think could work. Maybe yeah.
1: Um, I thought you were gonna say tequila, and I got I was no I was weirded uh, out.
0: <laughs> no, there's bourbon salt and
1: bourbon baby. Put this in bourbon. a bourbon barrel and f- fucking
0: write home about the, it here's the thing that i that surprises me i wouldn't say whiskey barrel i don't know why i think bourbon there's more character and umph to bourbon so and a rye yeah yeah like i just feel like you need something more for this specific type of i like the beer. sweetness
1: of bourbon and i think that that would pair really well with this and yeah if you put this in a bourbon barrel for like six months dude like wash your hands job done close it up let's go home like we did the job you know what i mean like
0: six months how about six years okay no that's too much uh but no one no seriously 100 percent. i mean you get the right bourbon with i don't know something that's just not plain like yeah it's bourbon it is what it is you want something with flavor with pizzazz with character you know you throw this in there Done deal. Delicious.
1: All right. We could talk about this more, but we won't because we're running low on time. It is time to go to the art expert himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the man sporting the Afro, Bob Ross. He's in the building, and it's time for Can Arts and Crafts. Yay.
0: Can Art and Crafts. Yeah, Cannots and Crafts, and Town edition. Let's get it. So, the hip-hop R&Brew. Now, this one is fun and different because this label is a riff off of an iconic 90s-era hip-hop album. The album is the Fugees, the score specifically, and if you look that up, you will see... It's basically this. We've got a black can with the orange letters of hip hop and brew in the right corner, in the left hand corner, very bright and up there. And we've got the three hip hop faces that are kind of greenish, but they kind of look like ghosts, like kind of floating in a way. And that's really interesting. There's just a lot popping going on with color wise. And I'm into that. And then we've got the black is beautiful, which. It's kind of a cheat code just because the label is usually the same and then the brewery throws on their specific logo, which Funky Town did. Funky Town's got a great logo, uh, a hop. They've got bottles that kind of resemble city buildings. Then it says Funky Town and then it's the bottom of a hop. Uh, but I like Black is Beautiful because it's similar to kind of our logo in the sense of the colors fading kind of from dark to light, light to dark. Uh, so altogether i mean i i think i'm gonna give both of these a solid nine i think they're both really great i think uh if you're gonna buy funky town beer you know what it is you know where to find it you won't get it confused with anything else funky town does great work uh regarding the hip-hop side of things 90s hip-hop automatic that that shot them up to a couple points so that's great bob ross is here bob ross agrees i wonder who bob ross's favorite hip-hop artist is we'll ask him later go over there and that's another great edition of can arts and crafts baby
1: i feel like you mentioned it but i just don't i don't want to give short shrift to how great i think the black is beautiful artwork is i just think yeah. that you know having done brave noise as an episode recently i just think there's something to the iconic look that they did. I, it's super simple but it's just this like this color fade of bright orange into brown into black that just every brewery can put on there and as soon as you see it you know exactly what it is on a shelf exactly and that is tremendous so i don't want to shortchange that i just wanted to throw that out there give my two cents because i don't have a can art segment myself
0: (laughs) featuring steven (laughs) you know a lot of there are a lot of cans out there that kind of if you put two cans together you could say yeah they're kind of similar there's no can out there that is black is beautiful or even brave noise for that matter i mean they're just so iconic and that's what's awesome about it
1: uh in terms of what else the brewery has to offer um it's a little difficult to find out because they don't have a website but they will soon apparently um they got an
0: instagram though so they do have an instagram with
1: that you can dig through it they got a beer called new year who dis which was an oatmeal milk stout they have a Cuffin season which was an irish red ale as best i can tell they have harold's one called, honey ale uh yeah that may be them i'm not sure it's hard because they sweet they you know they post pictures of other people's beers too um oh
0: well but, i just shouted out
1: another different <laughs> brewery oops <laughs> good for you um they have one called woo wop da bam I think oh that's yeah what it's called, which yep. is an amber ale interestingly no ipa most breweries first thing they do when they launch they go straight for the ipa but interestingly this place as best i can tell
0: this brewery said
1: not yet fuck your ipa we don't need that shit <laughs> they'll get there but not yet uh so yeah check them out they will have a website soon uh funkytownbeer.com i believe is what it's going to be according to the cans so Funkytown brewery great if you get a chance to support them if you're in chicago if you can get your way to their beer in any way shape or form do it they've got a great mission they've got a great operation and you know they opened a brewery uh in the middle of a pandemic and they're crushing it as far as we can tell uh we love the beers we've
0: Sorry. <laughs> There's fun music. Uh so yeah. Any last yeah, big fan. Uh love both these beers. Glad I have a few more. Thank you to Chicago for welcoming me. Chicago. And Chicago. I have no God. Uh, that's it. That's uh,
1: that's me. Well, I guess it's time for uh Last call, bartender. Last call. All right. All right, San Francisco. Let's talk about technology and the pros and
0: cons. (laughs) In San Francisco, there was a driverless car, driverless, completely machine operated, because apparently this is the future started to pull away after being stopped by police this is hilarious if you go online you can see the video but basically what had happened was this car got pulled over by local the local sheriff i don't know who it was but it was the local police in san francisco they pulled it over because there was something to do with the lights i don't know if the lights weren't working or there's a taillight out or something so the car pulls over the cop gets out he goes to the car door He looks inside. He looks very confused. He's like, there's no one in here. Then the car starts to pull away, which I found hilarious. And a lot of other people in San Francisco in the area found hilarious as well. And then they eventually get back in the car. They catch up to it. The car pulls over. They realize there's no one in it. And there you go. But basically driverless cars are taking over slowly and cops don't know what to do about it. And it's really fucking funny.
1: Yeah, the cop looks super confused and <laughs> the car's just sort of like, all right, well this has been fun and he and the there's people on the just... sidewalk filming. <laughs> uh I I mean when I first read the story I thought it was like a you know like a Tesla type situation, like um like a car that a driver was in but it was driving itself. But no, this is just a vehicle empty.
0: With yeah, human no, inside no it. people inside the cop actually tries to open the car door it doesn't work and then the car just drives away and he's like oh shit hey uh but i mean it seemed it seemed like everyone was having a good laugh there were people kind of watching this whole quote-unquote situation happen and everyone seemed to be laughing and kind of having a good time i think the cops cops were just kind of looking at it like Huh? We got the, we got a little stumped here because I think when they first when the car first pulled away, they were like, "All right, who? You know, who's who's messing with us?" It's like n- no one's messing with you. Just some company that owns this car.
1: Yeah, it does bring up an interesting question. Like, who's in charge of this? Like, how is there no protocol in place? Is this the first time we've thought about this? Like, what do cops do if they pull it over? And also, why did they pull it over? Was it was a driverless car speeding?
0: It, it it the like, article said something to do with the lights but it the car is owned by a company and operated by a company called cruz in san francisco it's a based on a chevy bolt chasis chasis sure? i've been drinking i don't know chasis Chassis. but yeah so and apparently if you read the article apparently cruz has worked with the police department and there's like a number they can call so they can call the company and be like Hey, we're looking at car, you know, 14 D and it's, it's freaking out. And they're like, sorry, but I want to know who's responsible for this. Like, is it anyone who's working that shift that night or what's going on here?
1: Yeah, I have a few questions about it. It is, um, of course it happened in San Francisco. Like this is why San Francisco exists so that we can test weird shit like this out on their streets and see if it's fit to be (laughs) put into place in the rest of the country. I mean, someone's got to deal with this, right? Like, someone's got to find out what happens if a cop pulls over your driverless car. Who's responsible for that? Who goes to court? Who takes a ticket? But these cops are very persistent. That's what I like about the video. If you pull it up, it's on Twitter and Instagram. It went viral. But it's, like, these cops, like, at first the guy pulls it over. And then the car is just like, all right, see ya. And then it takes off. Yeah. But then it stops again. And then the cop car follows it. And then, like like, three or four cops get out. And they're all, like, surrounding this vehicle. Like really going They're to work all super on it, you
0: confused. know it's awesome it reminds me of that uh there's a great comedian his name is gabriel iglesias uh he's got a great joke about if you get pulled over and you want to mess with the cop pull over get out of the driver's seat get into the passenger's seat and just wait and then the cop will be really confused and you just look at him and you're just like i don't know he was here a second ago that's immediately where my brain went
1: yeah the company did say they issued a statement about it and they said that uh, the vehicle pulled over to the nearest safe location for the traffic stop as intended. The officer contacted cruise personnel. No citation was issued. They also said we work closely with the San Francisco Police Department on how to interact with our vehicles. There you go. Including a dedicated phone number for them to call. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we're making a mountain out of a molehill molehill here. But, um, it's funny to watch, though. I don't know. It's entertaining. I thought
0: i thought it was hilarious just to when the the initial like getting out checking the car door and just being like uh guys there's no one in there and then it just leaves and they're like hey come back and people in the area were loving it so why not yeah
1: why not a little bit of fun you know how can you make traffic stops more fun
0: wait Uh, so you said of course it happens in san francisco is san francisco like weird It's just
1: the tech. It's like, you know, it's like Silicon Valley is up there. So, like, Apple and all all those companies are, they're not exactly in San Francisco, but they're just outside of it. So, like, Mm -hmm. San Francisco is generally on the cutting edge of like technology and things like that. So, because all these, like, Facebook is up there, Apple, Google, they're all there. I've been to Silicon Valley, I've been to most of these places. Like, they're, um, And it's kind of trippy because you go to Facebook and all the streets are like Facebook Drive. It's weird. And like, if you go to Apple, like their entire building is like down. Like they built it down. So it's just like a low to the ground, like kind of like the Pentagon or something. It's like a huge low to the ground building. And it goes into the. It's. Here at Apple,
0: we want everyone to be on the same level.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, google you can see in the classic movie the internship starring vince vaughn and oh, hey, listen, it's a lot great like that. great movie <laughs> is it though but it's uh <laughs> it's yeah it's just it's it's a place that it's the nearest city so like technology like this you know like self-driving cars which uh have been being worked on for However long you know before they introduce it in a city like New York, let's say, or even Los Angeles, they give it a go in San Francisco. Um,
0: but I don't know. Is- I'm kind of open to the driverless car. I think it'd be great to just get in a vehicle and and be like, hey, go here. It's like an Uber, but well, you're a, you don't have to be in the car with a stranger.
1: Well, in uh, even in L.A., we have driverless delivery delivery so like they're like robots that the companies will put like you know things and you'll see this thing just rolling up the street and wow uh, and it's you know it's it's not a car it's like a little robot but it's like going along the sidewalk and i'm sure that the company has a small like delivery radius but they just put the the product in said robot and in robot the bot. takes it to so
0: Sad let me ask person. you this so a person is walking down the sidewalk and the robot is trunk going down the same sidewalk they're going at each other does the robot have manners does it move or does it just plow right oh into yeah no, the person? no no no
1: the robot no the robot has awareness of whatever's around it. and most people on the street are just like that's weird and you look at it and <laughs> you're like Haha, and then you just keep going with your day but i've wow. seen it happening it knows how to cross the street like it waits for the light to sh- it like it looks both ways <laughs> it's it's very polite. Um, wow. Yeah, it's this stuff exists. The future we're living in the future timescape.
0: It's only a matter of time before iRobot the movie becomes legit. Honestly, Weird. at this point.
1: Yeah. Also, iRobot the mu- movie. I'm pretty sure it takes place in like 2032 or something. So like oh, we're God. we're coming close to good
0: old iRobot. Woof. Uh, <laughs> but well, um, if you see a driverless car try to get in it because you might have a free ride
1: and yeah technology's taking over and elon musk is trying to buy twitter all right we have to yeah is that still
0: happening what's his i thought he was putting in a bid or something like buddy what are we doing here figure it out he's bored i don't know oh that Uh, man needs a hobby anywho i'm not
1: sober we had a lot of beer today funky town brewery thank you for the love and the laughs check them out if you can have a happy Cinco de Mayo. We'll be throwing up one of our Cinco
0: episodes. I don't know if it's going to be year <laughs> one or two. We'll, we'll be throwing up, period. We're just going to be <laughs> sick all the time. That's what you said. I was like, "What are we? wait, who's getting sick right now?
1: No, we'll be throwing yeah, we'll one throw of up our a, episodes. The throwback um, episode. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for our throwback for next week, and we'll be back in two weeks. And until then, you know, drink something fun. Say something nice. Love the person next to you, and... um and get funky. And next time we see you, Gabe will live somewhere else. So, Thank you,
0: Manhattan. You've been so good to me.
1: <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. Bye.
0: <laughs>